Hello, welcome to What's On Your Mind. I'm Kellyanne and this is Andrea. Here, and we are here to talk to you about spirit and education. So exciting. Very. Thank you for showing up. Okay. Okay, we are here with Elba. And Elba Hi. is our dear friend in our community. Mm-hmm. And um Elba, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and your spirit. What uplifts your spirit? What what do you do for spiritual practice? Okay. Well, first of all, I want to say how happy I am to be with you both. <laughs> this is kind of like it's an honor and just a joy to be my with my friends and co-workers um so thank you for having me um so yeah what uplifts my spirits um different things i've noticed one is um you know prayer meditation and and reading holy writings like at the personal Mm -hmm. level like i feel very refreshed with that type of practice but then also really uplifts my spirits being with people and having kind of like meaningful conversations and kind of like do community service together and um, empowering younger generations. That always Mm. brings so much joy to me, so much. So yeah, those are some things that, yeah. So some are more personal and some are more communitarian. Yeah, yeah. Do you mind, Alba, just if you are comfortable sharing what holy writings you personally use sure a little bit of your background of being baha'i yeah sure yeah so i'm a baha'i so i read baha'i holy writings um i i was yeah is that part of um your baha'i faith is is reading the holy writings yeah so it's part of the practice the spiritual practice is you know several things one is reading holy writings morning at night kind of like to have a gives kind of like a like a compass kind of thing right like Mm -hmm. it gives like guidance for the day and then reflection for the night another part of the the practice is praying every day and it's kind i find it kind of interesting because i find it that reading the holy writings is kind of like a guidance for my day and then praying is kind of like kind of like one feels like it's God talking to me and the other is me talking to God kind of mm-hmm. thing like with prayer yeah, I yeah. feel like I'm talking with God and also kind of like asking for assistance or for protection or just saying thanks you know different things so so that is part of the practice uh, part of the practice is also well there are several things like not focusing of the faults of others and, and mm-hmm. there are several practices but those are some that are very regular uh, and yeah i'm a baha'i I, I was born in a baha'i family mm-hmm. and uh, yeah briefly the baha'i faith is a very young religion is mm-hmm. only kind of like 200 old 200 years old <laughs> and but it's spread all around the, the globe and and a big part of the um, the belief is this idea that um, kind of like in terms of the purpose of our lives here is this idea that we are here to both develop our soul and our spirit and our capacities and get closer to God. And also we are here to create or to 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 bring forth an ever advancing civilization, like a, a yes. really a world which is uh, 
thriving for everybody, both materially mm -hmm. and spiritually. So I think yeah. um, I, I was thinking that then in the things that bring me joy kind of like touch upon both in a way, kind of like a personal level, but not more communitary level. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome, awesome. And how does your faith intersect with your teaching? Because we know that you teach Spanish classes and you, and um, yes, yeah, just tell us a little bit about how it intersects with how you teach little people. Yeah. So besides from, I mean, having a personal practice, daily practice that I think that really helps me feel grounded i always have a, cha a challenge with that word i never know if it's gra <laughs> grinded or grounded i think grounded right because grinded is not the idea <laughs> grounded um but i think i was thinking that the other aspect is how i see children and how how i see education mm -hmm. and i you know in the baha'i faith there is this idea that um humans are noble beings that we've been created noble and that um, humans are like a mine reaching gems of inestimable value and that education is what can bring things out right can bring mm. things to flourish so i think some implications of that quote for me is like one thinking that every child has talents and capacities that no child is incorrigible that there mm -hmm. is always something good in every child that can come come bring forward so really even with very difficult children being able to identify okay there's something in this child somewhere there <laughs> sometimes it's harder to find but there must be something there is something in terms of like a talent in terms of a, a spiritual quality like this child might be very um, generous or very um, social or this child might be very caring so so that practice of like really seeing that no child is incorrigible. There is always something good in every child that can also be transformed for the positive. And also like yeah. this idea that really education, the role of education is to bring forth all of these gems, right? So mm -hmm. how do we do it? So it's not like, and that is another implication I think for my practice is that how do we do it? So it's not like pouring information into the child, but rather mm -hmm. really, uh, helping them bring forth, right? Like cultivating yeah. and helping them bring forth. So with questions, with exposure to different things so they can use their minds and, and you know, experience and, and all of that. So I think those are two big ones. And of course, I mean, I think another element is this idea that um, children, teachers are like examples to the children, right? Mm -hmm. So if we want them to be kind, if we want them to be generous, uh, yeah. Our role is also to really try and do our yeah. best to be that role models to the kids. So I, I try to keep that in mind. Yeah, so um, that leads me to another question. And Andrea, jump in anytime. Um, my question is, how, how can we help teachers be in good faith with themselves if that's what it takes, you know, if it takes a good model, a good role model, if I'm not if, I don't, if, I'm, if I'm not sure of myself or I don't know what that is, but we still have people who are like that in the education system, how, how do we mend that or how do we fix that? Because we don't want people who are, have that kind of heart in with people who need to guide a heart. So right. I think I, I find it very powerful, this image that we've been created noble 
and mm -hmm. for all of us. So, but to understand that we also have um, the choice to show our higher nature or to show our lower nature. So I think if we teachers reflect that, you know, we, we have the capacity to be patient, we have the capacity to be kind, we have the capacity to be um, understanding, but we yeah. also have the, the capacity to do the other way, right? So yeah. I think one element is to to bring to our awareness that that we have a choice between one or the other, right? So we can make the choice. Also the awareness that, that really our, you know, we are going to impact the children greatly and, yeah. and that that a kindly tongue can really bring the hearts together. It's something that attracts the hearts of the children to each other and the children to the teacher. So I think mm -hmm. understanding that, but also I think finding times for, you know, stopping and breathing and, and refueling and, yeah. and, you know, rethinking also why is it that we are doing what we are doing, you know, rethinking, re, re considering the amazing role that we have in nurturing these plants. I mean, we are nurturing these plants and, and, yeah. and a plant that young can really go in whichever direction we bring it, right? So I think also keeping in mind that, I mean, we have the children like half of their lives, almost like half of the day are with us, half of the day are yeah. with their parents and then the weekend, right? But mm -hmm. um, I think part of it is understanding the importance, understanding that we have choices, understanding that um, they are seeing us, but also taking the time for decompressing and for recharging. Mm -hmm. um, Got because it could, you know, it can also be very, when, when we are very at our limits, it's hard mm -hmm. to, to be present and to be able to still be kind, even if we believe yeah. that. Yeah, right? yeah, so, yeah. So I think, yeah. Yeah, what you're saying, Alba, is reminding me, well, first, that any service-oriented act, right, is, it can affect, it, it can affect our energy, the way we take care of ourselves, but also this idea that, like, we're models for the youth, right, and it's almost inevitable that everyone gets pulled out of their higher self. We get pulled out of our higher selves. Kids get pulled out of their higher selves. Like that's just what happens in life, right? So it's not, it's not that you get pulled away, you go into your lower self and that, that, that is a judgment. I think there's also a piece of like embracing all of our our imperfections, our flaws, our reactions, but maintaining this idea like, okay, now I notice I'm here. I notice like when I'm at work, I'm, I'm like, oh, okay. Like I feel myself getting to that point where I'm gonna say something or like raise my raise my voice a little bit or just be frustrated in general. And if we model that it is okay to go to that place, mm -hmm. if you're aware of it, you're more likely to do something if you have tools to come out of it, right? And what do mm -hmm. we do to come out of it? 
where yeah. what you need to get back to. And you were saying all about like stopping breathing, mm-hmm. you know, all of those things are things that we can model and, and also just recognizing, okay, I, I just went there and whatever person or who, whatever sent you there, I'm going to work on changing that or just like, it's always like this continual push of, of greater awareness, right? Mm-hmm without the, like, the judgment or the, this, like, feeling of, oh, okay, I shouldn't have done that, like, I don't know, mm-hmm. that's, yeah, like, the, we, we should embrace our shadows, because if, if we mm-hmm. can embrace our shadows, Mm-hmm. Our kids, our students can embrace theirs, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like um, I've been reading a lot on alchemy, and it's like very, very fascinating to me as um, a way for spiritual practice, just for somebody like me who needs evidence. And it's funny because you were talking about reflection, Alba. Um, I don't really need like hard evidence outside of like what I know, but I need like data. I need to like look at something. I need to be able to go back to something. I need to be able to reflect. And so um, a part of alchemy is the reflection process. And like you were talking about, Andrea, it's huge to be able to reflect. You have to be able to, in alchemy, dissect how you behave and think in a very scientific way. It's, it's you have to honor the scientific process in order to get the greatest creation because in alchemy, you can't do the creative process if you can't believe in the impossible. And if I don't believe in the impossible, then nothing is possible to me. So that's like where I'm, I was like, oh God, I don't, <laughs> I don't want anything to be, I want everything to be possible to me because that's what I want for me. But if I don't understand how I flow and I don't understand how to stand on my emotions and use my emotions to fuel my intention instead of fueling kind of like spurting out of myself. I really needed to like redirect the energy and I just needed to learn how to do that. And alchemy just helped me see the so above, so below and, and the shadow work of marrying myself to myself so that everything was not simple. Like my life still is happening around me, but I can navigate it way more because I can stand on top of my emotions instead of trying so hard to stifle them all the time. I can use them to fuel what's happening. And it really changed how my energy and my body flowed and how I was or wasn't present and then was or wasn't tired. (laughs) Like I was, I was personally tired of being exhausted all the time because the energy was too much in my body and I couldn't manage what was happening and I didn't know how to like refocus it and I didn't know anything about that. So what, what was I gonna do? And she actually is the person who like even sparked my interest in alchemy because <laughs> she put me onto it because she was talking about elemental forces. And I thought, okay, if a force is real and you use something as big as like a Black Lives Matter movement to create force in another place, that does it something I don't get to be a participant in, but I have to create the force in order for that door to open. That 
enlightened me because I can open doors for myself as long as I'm creating the charge. And that is where like here leads me, you know, like this kind of work leads me here. And I've just been like feeling very uplifted because in alchemy, you have to be in creation with other people in order to maintain your, your highest vibration. And so when you're honoring yourself by putting yourself in, in creation with other people who are on your vibrational level, you create all this charge within the world that I have no idea about, but it's my responsibility to charge. So that feels like awesome. And then my repay, you know, my, my, um, you know, cause it's a cycle, you go in cycles, but my repayment of that is the betterment of my own life. My own life gets to be better and richer. And I have, I get to have a better, richer experience because I'm trying to create a charge for somebody else that I don't get to see. I don't get to participate in. And I have to believe that it's going to do that in order for it to work. And so that's just how beautiful I think that is. First of all, second of all, I think all kids can create something and they already know that they can create something. And if they also know that adults are around to help them and that we can be in creation with each other. And instead of changing education into like, this is something I'm going to tell you, let's change education into let's create something together. It's not yours, it's not mine. It's just something that we're creating together that's for everybody. Mm -hmm. And that is like what I wanna do for kids from now on. Just like, we're gonna be in creation together. We're not going to be in conflict. Conflict is necessary because we need all that electricity. Mm-hmm. You know, we need all that electricity to charge whatever it is that we're going to do for somebody else. But right now we need all this so that we can create something together. But it doesn't have to be, you have to be a certain way. I have to be a certain way. It's, we're going to put this idea in the pot and we're going to see what boils. It's, it's like lovely how, like all the intersections of what you were talking about and how, um, Oh, like the fires and the pistons in my brain. Oh, <laughs> yeah. The intersections of how it works with alchemy is, yeah. is very transformative for me because that's, you know, there's a, there's a solid basis um, of all religion. And, and it, it comes from a, uh, a practice. And even in education, it, it comes from, we call it a pedagogy, but it's like, if practice is something that we need to do all the time, why aren't we offering spiritual practice in school so that the kids have a practice all the time? It doesn't have to fit in with a particular religion, but just stillness and quietness and being within your own spirit and knowing, you know, how your shadow self, how your shadow self operates and how you can help your shadow self be itself so that it doesn't freak out. And then how can you help your light self be your light self and help that not freak out, you know? So you, so you can come together and be your most authentic self so we can create something special together is something I feel like we should do for the community. It's, it's. Yeah, I was thinking that um, definitely, I think really a, a regular practice is really needed. I think a regular practice of, um, meditation, connection with your higher self. For me, it's connecting with God, you know, and, oh, yeah. and, and, and this, um, the creator and, and, mm-hmm. and having this meditation on this also 
writings that can guide you, you know, in the right right way, I think is definitely very crucial because then emotions, when things trigger us, I think there is a chance that we will get less triggered if we have a regular practice. So I think that is very mm -hmm. important if we can have some sort of a regular practice. And then I think what the other thing that Kelian, you were saying that I think is so essential mm -hmm. is this idea of like really reflecting and, yeah. and reflecting, okay, what are the things that really tend to trigger me? I notice yeah. there are some particular behaviors mm -hmm. and some particular things that trigger me. Okay, let's try to unpack this. What is it yeah. here? What elements are here that are triggering me and how can I process this in another context that is not in the classroom so I can be present and I can model self-regulation for the children? Because I do think I do think it's important to model how we deal with emotions. Maybe we can say, guys, I'm just feeling very frustrated right now. So either I'm just going to go outside, I will be right back because I cannot handle this. But, but you know, I do think we don't, we should not be, um, excruciating ourselves for our mistakes. I don't think that brings us anywhere, but I do think mm -hmm. it's important also to learn as adults how we can model for the children, how we ourselves manage emotions mm -hmm. and regulate emotions, right? And how, and then how we, you know, I think life is definitely full of challenges and full of things that are gonna trigger us every day. But I think if every day we are reflecting, we are trying to, to do a little better or at least keep trying, you know, we are always gonna be in a process of transformation. Yes. If every day we try and every day mm -hmm. we reflect and every day we figure out, okay, today, actually I tried, but it really didn't work out. What happened mm -hmm. here, right? Yeah. How can I do it tomorrow? And, and also I personally am finding also that uh, prayer for me is very powerful because I believe that when, you know, when we make an effort for a noble thing, we we receive some help from from the spiritual yes. world, from God, right? I, I feel mm -hmm. that that is also not, we are not alone, that we can receive support and help. So I do like to be also called for that help, right, yeah. in a way. And, and I think, you know, in terms of also the children at the school, I think that A, em emotional education is really helpful. And in our school, mm -hmm. That is also, I, I find it that that has been very helpful to help the children mm -hmm. identify what type of emotions they have, but also identify what can we do when we have this emotion? What, mm -hmm. are, what are things that we can actually do, right? Yes, but, yeah. But then I also think that also helping them realize that we are able to show kindness. All of us yeah. have the capacity to be kind. All of us have the capacity to be fair. All of yeah. us have the capacity to be generous. Mm -hmm. All of that have the capacity to be forgiving. Yeah. All of us have the capacity to be um, good friends. Yeah. So that is the capacity and, and actually kind of like identify what do we mean by be kind? What do we mm -hmm. mean by be fair and, and stand up for justice? What do we yeah. mean by be welcoming and united? What, you know, that mm -hmm. doesn't mean, you know, if we are welcoming, that doesn't mean that maybe we're going to be naive and maybe be let bullies do whatever, you know, it's, yeah, it's not yeah, that, it's yeah. not that, right? But I think it's in, it, because then you also learn to be fair and stand up for what's right, you know, and, and but I think also if that, if that were more at the front for that we are able to show this. And part of the reason we are in this world is actually mm -hmm. to show that, not only to learn, you know, um, 
to learn and, and develop our talent and our capacities and, and develop our art and develop our body and all of that, but also yeah. develop our spiritual being. And, you know, in that regard, there are like um, three, this idea, this idea, my son just brought me some dinner. Oh, oh. So, and the dog is here and he wants to eat too. <laughs> um, but this idea that there, the Baha'i writings talk about three types of education. One is material education, which is the one that takes care of your body and, you know, things that are connected with the body and kind of like PE, it's kind of like yeah. connected with that. Nutrition will be connected with that. You know, yeah. hygiene will be connected with that, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Which some of that we learn at school, not everything, but some of that. There is human education, which is connected with, you know, the, the science, arts, um, you know, whatever conduce to, to progress of civilization, you know, yeah, administration, yeah. things like that. Yeah. So it's connected with the intellect and arts and crafts. And and a lot of that we learn at school, thankfully. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But then there is this other type of education which is a spiritual education. Yeah. And it's the one connected concern with our soul, our spirit. And yeah. and the development of these spiritual qualities, like preferring mm -hmm. others before yourself. Imagine yeah. how would that be? And if that is connected yeah. also with this idea of being just, right? Mm -hmm. And, and this idea that if a child, oh, so that is the kind of education that sometimes, uh, the school is generally not there, really, like yeah. this type of education is not there. Generally, you get it either at church or sometimes, you know, from your own family, but it's a type of education that is not in the school. Mm -hmm. And and I feel it's so crucial because if a child, um, imagine, you know, is so learned, you know, is so, has become a very wonderful scientific but it's very selfish and very yeah well yeah what type of benefit that person mm -hmm. is gonna bring right if a person is ignorant but at least is very kind and is very fair it will bring some benefit but imagine yeah. if you have both that would be yeah. light upon light right you yes. will have really a, like an amazing light that is shining so yeah so anyways i feel like that that is one of the reasons i feel bringing in both emotional education at school, but also spiritual education at school, mm -hmm. I feel is so crucial because then we are attending that other aspect of, of a human that is so essential. Yes. Yeah. I think the one of the, the issues that arises, right, when we leave spiritual education out of the system is that not every child gets it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because then it's left up to the family and depending mm -hmm. on where that family, that may not be a priority, that may not be where they are in their evolutionary process, like in their consciousness. So because every child gets served within the system, well, supposed to get served, <laughs> <laughs> we have to start incorporating that into our schools because the problems that we're experiencing within our society have roots in spiritual dis-ease, right? Mm -hmm. like you could say it's because of this X, Y, Z, but really like at the deepest core level, like we haven't been taking care of our spirits collectively yes. the way that we need to. And mm -hmm. it shows the way that we used to. Yes. Yeah. The yeah. Way it shows up in how we are treating each other and yeah. how we treat the earth. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I think that 
like the future of our humanity, we have to start bringing that into schools more and inviting it in, in a way that allows for diversity of belief, Mm -hmm. right? Well, this is, this is the thing. It's like spirituality and, and a religious belief are not actually one and the same. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so when we talk about spiritual health, it's talking about soul health. You're not Right. My soul is coming with me to school. Well, I'm not leaving it at home. Right. Like, I'm not like, it's so, all, if, if it's our job as like public leaders and, and people in public education to make sure that our children are well-rounded so our communities are well-rounded, we right. have to have a well-rounded education system that honors a person's spirit. We, we are not teaching kids how to be better people and it's creating this system of anxiety and depression in children that is just unprecedented. Don't know how to take care of themselves. They don't know how to self-regulate. Yeah. And that comes from poor models, like yeah. poor people before them. It's not the kids. It's always the people before them. It's the adults. Poor, poorly supplied and, and um, educated communities create adults who who do not want to do the same who who kind of perpetuate the same system and if we're always doing that and we we know that the system is is a failed system why aren't we working harder to undo that not to put a band-aid over it kind of like or like re-scaffold it but actually break it down and say yes we do need the body mind but we also need the spiritual health so that we can organize this these two other things in ways that are helpful for humanity and for my fellow man because if i don't have this missing piece this missing link these other two things actually aren't aren't as valuable anymore Mm -hmm. they're not as helpful to me because i can't actually access the complete totality of what these things can do because i'm missing something Mm -hmm. so last question friends Mm -hmm. We have about five minutes. The last question is, what what changes need to happen in education systems right now that could really just, maybe just one thing that you think could be a nice lasting change that would actually help us create better communities? Yeah. Well, I think that idea of like, actually, I mean, there are lots of things, but teachers, developing a, a regular practice, whichever that is, um, at a school, bringing in emotional education, but also some sort of a the spiritual education that can bring in everybody together. And I think actually this idea of education in virtues, in morals, in, in, yeah. in spiritual qualities, I think a lot of people would agree like, okay, what, what does it mean to be generous and how do yeah. we gen- generate that? I think actually bringing in uh, this aspect of spiritual education, this idea that, um, you know, for older kids that, that we, we have a choice and that we are in control of our own horse and we can yeah. bring it to one way or another, but we can, mm-hmm. we can pick to go to the higher level or lower level for, for older kids. You know, several ideas, this idea that, um, you know what what the source of true joy is is in mm. service to others right and in in, mm. in in service to the community this idea of how can we be 
of service to the community as children and as a preteens. I'm thinking of the yeah, business, yeah. right? Like how we can contribute, right? Like how can we become um, contributors? So I think all of that, like bringing in um, spiritual education in the sense of like realizing that we have all of these gems. Yeah. Also, hopefully bringing in some sort of practice, you know, either meditation. I would love to see also like maybe you know, think about today is the day of kindness and how can yeah. we be super kind today, right? Or today mm -hmm. is the day of um, generosity. What does it mean? Because generosity is not only about giving things, it's also giving yeah. your time, it's giving your attention, it's all mm -hmm. of that, right? Uh, but also then, you know, not only that, it could be today is the day of that, but also how can we give back to the community and the mm -hmm. world? How can we take care of the environment? So I think, you know, different aspects that could, you know, be introduced in, in the school, even with the small practices of like throughout the day and, um, you know, maybe in the morning, like having a grounding time of like, mm -hmm. okay, we are here yeah. um, and, you know, what can we do today for our community here so we feel more connected and more, uh, you know, like a better community here in our school, in our classroom. So, yeah, I think there are different things that we could do that mm. I think could make a difference. And I mean, in our school, there was this space that I don't know if it's, it has continued of like um, meditation, weekly meditation for teachers. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I don't know. I actually never attended that one, but uh, <laughs> it might be, you know, because I had to run from school to get my son yeah. uh, to pick him up. But I feel um, like we are we are doing. We are being more intentional, I think, with how we are taking care of ourselves, at least in our large group meetings, right? Like we're mm -hmm. kind of, we are, we have this dialogue now that I feel like people are very res more receptive mm -hmm. to and it's gaining momentum. Um, and that's really encouraging because that is kind of how those things start, right? Mm -hmm. Like you can't force it. No. But you can expose and you can show model right mm -hmm. and through that that's like an energetic thing like people feel that yeah. when you are grounded and when you take mm -hmm. time to settle yourself and set intention energetically it just kind of like it spreads mm -hmm. so i think it's yeah i mean i at least i feel like it's on a positive trajectory yeah i I agree. I mean, there is this Baha'i quote that says, the betterment of the world can be accomplished through pure and godly deeds, through mm -hmm. commendable and seemly conduct. So I think every deed that is pure and godly that everybody makes has mm -hmm. an effect in their family, in their community, in their school. Mm -hmm. So definitely. I was just thinking also, there is this program that I, I know that started in the 90s. It's called the Virtues Project. That is, I think it started in somewhere in Europe, but then they use it a lot in, in Australia. And it's actually, um, it has like, it has been used in schools and then families, but it has like 56 virtues or character traits. It's mm -hmm. for, for one per week of the year. Mm -hmm. And there's this whole explanation of what it is, oh, why should we practice this? Mm -hmm. You know, what are signs of success? What are, very cool. And it actually, I think it's based on different 
he uses quotes from different religions, but also different thinkers. So it's kind of like quite universal, but then it also has like a whole system of tools for the educator. So using the language of virtues, for example. So identifying whenever you see somebody, that thing that you did was very kind because you actually helped your friend with their shoe that had just fallen or that was actually very respectful when you waited your turn, you know, using that. But there are several other tools that right now I don't remember. There are several very helpful tools. So I was thinking that, for example, could be something, right? Like experimenting with something like that and see what happens. Like this week is the week of perseverance. Mm -hmm. That is the virtue we are showing this week. And how are we showing that, right? And and then the teachers are also trained on some particular Mm -hmm. tools that they can use and so anyways, I know in, in Australia, they used that project quite a bit in some jails in different parts of the world also. It was very powerful. So I was thinking like, for example, right? That could be, yeah, yeah. That could be very powerful. Yeah. But anyways. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I need well, to have you so on fun. again. To talk I about do this. need to have you on again. You're so great. <laughs> I would love to. I would love to. I love these conversations and, yeah. and whatever can come from them. So yeah anytime oh no you i understood everything and your mic was really close so you sounded really clear great yeah all right my dears thank you because i like when you're like "Hmm." okay okay friends thank you for joining us today on our episode of what's on your mind join us next time um we're on spotify come find us stay tuned we have lots more to 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 delve into for sure